Welcome to the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Drees. Don't forget to join me every Monday at 10 a.m. for a new movement that's rising every single week, the Monday Mindset Reset. Go to mondaymindsetreset.com. Let me get you aligned every single week. So today, the topic that's coming up for me is authenticity. Authenticity. We love authenticity, right? We celebrate authenticity in the world. If we look at those people in the world that are those influencers, those movie stars, those ones that really stand out from the world, they are very authentic. There's lots of clones of them. But how authentic have you been? My authentic journey has been going on for quite some time now. Because we all know when we meet somebody original and authentic, they stand out to us. It's interesting that we have this like social conditioning that makes us think how we're supposed to act. So a lot of times we end up acting how we think other people want us to act instead of being our authentic self. And I clearly remember this interesting experience I had that just popped into my head right now. When I was in senior in high school, I was working at Robinson's department store in Southern California. And I was basically, was a sales associate. And I was there and there was this older girl working there. I thought she was attractive and I thought she was cool. And I was like 18 and I'm like, I'm going to be cool to this like older woman. And I like, I remember in high school, like judging what I say, like, oh my God, you shouldn't have said that. That was stupid. Or why'd you say that? That was stupid. And I had this experience where that one night, cause I actually, my job in the department store, I would work different apartments. I was a floater. So I would cover wherever space was. And I worked with this girl the first time I met her and I thought she was attractive. And I was like, oh, well, she's an older girl. I'm going to be cool. And everything that she asked me, I responded exactly how I thought I should polished, focused, cool. And there was really no connection that occurred. After the short interaction, I was like, oh my God, I did it right. I did everything. And then later on, I felt so phony. And I didn't really realize this till much later that when I was trying to be every way I thought I should be, I didn't like myself. I didn't like who I was. It didn't feel good. And it wasn't received very well. So my life has been a journey of trying to let the authentic me out. The other time I clearly remember being my authentic me was in seventh grade. It was eighth, eighth grade. Chaparral High School. Diamond Bar, California. I was, we had Halloween. I don't know if you remember Domino's Pizza. What year was this? 19, probably 89, 88. 87. Domino's Pizza had this character called the Noid, and he had these, these stretchy ears, and I thought it'd be cool to make that. So me and my mom worked on this costume, and we made this, you know, costume, and I thought it was really cool. It was all red, like basically red sweatsuits with these long ears pulling off my head, and I thought it was cool, and I get to school, and like two people in my class were dressed up in my eighth grade class, and I was like, and I was being myself, and I thought I was being myself, and people are just like, oh, yeah, Halloween, nice, you know? That cool, oh, we're too cool for that stuff. And the, the memory that stands out most is like, I remember at the end of eighth grade, going into high school, I was my authentic self. I was authentically me. I was me. I really felt like I was being me. 
embracing me, leaning into me, doing what I thought was me. And then I start getting my yearbook. I got my eighth grade yearbook, and I, and I still have it, and I look through it. And I started looking through my eighth grade yearbook, and everybody said, you're weird, you're strange, have a cool summer. Um, and I was like, why am I weird? I'm like, no, I'm not weird, I'm cool. And I realized in that moment that being the authentic me does not get the response from other people that I wanted. So I started hiding the authentic me, which led into high school, which led into that experience and that job at Robinson's where I was completely artificially me, not even me at all. And then over time, year after year, and literally that was 88, 98, 08, literally 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm going to be 49 this year. 30 years ago, probably 33 years ago, I'm still unwinding that experience because that experience taught me that if you are yourself, if you are your authentic self, people will not like you. And not only will they not like you, they will make fun of you and call you weird. The funny thing that I see back now is that everyone else is just trying to fit in at that time. Everyone else is trying to fit in and trying to be accepted and liked. How much of your life have you spent trying to be liked by other people? I've spent a lot of time in my life, a lot being trying to be liked by other people. And I'm finally waking up about that. I talked about it on the episode, a couple episodes before this, about my experience at my live event. And I realized like, the authentic self is who we're supposed to be, right? There's what, 7.9 billion people on this planet. Do you think you're here? You're one of 7.9 billion people. I'm one of 7.9 billion people. Do you really think you're here to be a copy of someone else? No, of course not. You're here to be the authentic expression of you. How You're here to be the authentic version of you. There's 7.9 billion people on this planet. Are you really here to be the authentic, be a copy of somebody else? No, you're here to be the unique expression of you, just like I am. And that's what we're doing. And what prevents you, the authentic version of you from coming out is the authentic, is like your social conditioning and what you think you should be doing and the fears that are preventing you from being who you are. And that's why I love coaching so much. I'm coaching myself and coaching other people all the time and talking to coaches because coaching helps you see those blind spots. It's how you evolve. I've just figured out how to coach myself at a really high level and turn that around to share. And that's what I'm sharing. I I hope you notice that this I'm sharing with you, I'm coaching myself at the same time. Because I start to hear this authenticity, like authenticity matters, authenticity matters. And then I see these, I'm talking to two of my coaches independently who aren't connected to each other, who don't talk to each other, and within like three weeks apart, both of them say, your authentic self, your authentic self. When your authentic self shines through, Jason, your success is going to skyrocket to the moon. And I thought I had been authentic. I'm like, I am authentic. I am authentic. I am me. What's the difference? And then I started to really understand that I've been very honest. I think anybody who follows me knows how honest I am about my process, my experience, my feelings. I share that. And I've been interpreting honesty with authenticity, but they're two different things. And I literally started this exploration of this question on Saturday when I was talking to Alexis in the car. 
realizing that authenticity is being who I am, being what I want to be. It's not shaping myself for the response of other people. And as I'm trying to grow my business, because I like growing my business, that's been a focus, it's expansion, success, more money, like that's the path I'm in. As I'm growing that, I keep thinking, oh, if I, I need to make myself look this way for people to follow me, I need to make myself look this way. And I started to see myself hiding I started to see the hiding out there, the hiding from social media, the hiding from my clients, the hiding from myself. And if you're watching right now, you're starting to see a big shift in how I interact socially because I realize I've spent the past year trying to build the business so I could hide. I wanted to build a team around me so they did the work and the social media, you guys do the social media and you do the, the group calls and you do this. And literally my name is on the business. It's Jason Dries Coaching. And I'm learning how to step into the full version of authentically me in the process. So you, if you follow me, you should start to see a radical shift because I am radically shifting how I'm operating. How I was operating in the past got me to this point. And I started to feel financial scarcity and re resistance and frustration and heaviness and all of these negative indicators, which would also be signs of misalignment. Aligned with what? I didn't know. But I knew I was not aligned. And I thought it was not aligned with money. And I thought it was not aligned with this. And I thought it was not aligned to this. And so far in my past, I've been rushing for here and rushing to there and trying to get here. And all of this stuff in my past has been rushed. And I'm starting to realize that life is now in this moment. It's always in this moment. And I've like feared discipline because I would use this freedom of saying, fuck you, I can do whatever I want to give myself the self-acknowledgement I wasn't giving myself. So I was literally giving myself alignment and self-validation in a way that was hurting me for, for, uh, for as long as I can remember. I remember talking to my Tony Robbins coach 10 years ago, 12 years ago. He's like, what do you think of scheduling? And I'm like, it's prison. So my process of being of resistance to structure was based on stories that I'm not good at structure. I'm not good at systems. I'm not good at planning. And those are all bullshit stories. I can be good at whatever I want. So I started to shift the stories about being good with structure, being good with planning, being good with time management, knowing what to do. And all of a sudden I start shifting. All of a sudden the heaviness, the indicators start going away. All of that stuff started to lighten up. And I'm like, I need to start connecting. So I start putting social media out. And then I'm looking at the social media, I'm like, even how I was pushing that social media out was still the wrong way. Just posting on social media is not being authentic. I need to be engaged. And that kind of followed my other thought that lead generation, which historically had been my Achilles heel, because I always carried a story about why I'm not good at lead generation, or why just because I've never been, was simply because I was afraid of rejection and afraid of people not liking me. So if I hid, people couldn't not like me. And I built my business this year around hiding. And now, and all of it didn't work. Brought people in, resources, built it up. Now, technically, what I did is what you would do building a business. But it didn't work for this business. It didn't work that way. So I had to unwind it. I had to do it my way. Because the building it 
to hide didn't work. So I had to stop hiding. So the social media piece, I realized lead generation is nothing more than communication with your audience. Communication with your audience. And there's people who are really close to you and people who are kind of close to you and people out there. So there's different types of categories of your audience, but lead generation is really just communications with your audience. And I realized I haven't been doing any of that. The interesting thing is my success is so powerful, I've literally manifested or created a business where like 98% of our business is referral-based. That's how focused on success and destined for success this content is. But the next level isn't going to happen from hiding and waiting for it. This next level is for me engaging in it. So I started to engage. I started to put out social media posts. I started doing this and I realized I was putting them out there because I was still hiding. And that's when I realized I was posting to get something. I was posting social media because I'm like, I want to post this so I will get a sale. I want to post this to get a sale. And every time I did that, I would feel that scarcity. It would feel terrible. And it would remind me of that feeling of every time I've taken lead generation activities in the past that didn't work and felt scarcity based. Like, and the funny thing is I can coach people on this easily. Any client that comes to me, I can see it, but I couldn't see it in myself. I didn't see it in myself until right now, this process I'm, I'm in and I'm realizing that I was hiding from my audience and hiding from selling because the fact of the matter is the way that I shifted my mindset was I was having resistance and I didn't want to engage fully in the audience in my communication with my audience because I was trying to get something from that and that felt authentic and I knew if I was trying to get, I was going to get a negative response. So at a subconscious level, I would disengage from completely engaging to protect myself from the resistance from the wrong approach. How fucked up is that? So that's when I realized, I'm like, wait a second, use your coaching tools. Okay, here's what I do. And I did this yesterday, I changed my beliefs, my new belief. I take action to communicate with my audience, period. That's one thing. Why? Because I enjoy sharing this knowledge, this experience, and I really enjoy communicating people when I'm not hiding. Also, I communicate with my audience, period. Next thing, communication with my audience generates leads and business. Now, it's very easy to attach those two together. I communicate with my audience and get leads. But when you put it that way, there's a, it's not a balanced exchange because you're trying to get. Like, I love communicating. I do. And I'm a great communicator. And I'm a powerful communicator. I'm an amazing communicator to individuals into groups. And to see myself hiding from communication, and that's just one tiny shift that went from like, I suck at lead generation, I'm terrified, to, oh my God, I'm amazing at it, was simply realigning to a truth about what I really hold to believe, hold to be true. That's what coaching does for you. So I realized that I was attaching those two. But no, number one is I communicate with my audience because that's what I do. That's my passion. It's exciting. If you see me talk, like, look at this. This isn't scripted. This is straight flow. I love doing this, period. Also, communication with my audience generates interest in what I do, which generates business and leads because it's an exchange. I'm putting energy into my audience. My energy who is aligned with me will put that energy back in buying services and investing. That's how it works. So that's how I went from a place of misalignment, struggling in business, 
to find leads and just literally having no idea what the fuck to do to all of a sudden have absolute clarity. And literally in the past two weeks, my email list has gone up, my text list is starting, and I realized I need to be highly connected to my audience. I need to be highly connected to my audience. And the way I get connected to my audience is remove all the pieces between me. And in the past, I've received input that's like, oh, we need to put you on this pedestal. We tried putting me on the pedestal and it didn't work. I didn't like being on the pedestal. I guess I like being on the pedestal, but like it didn't work. Like, and that's how most people view these types of businesses is the person at the top becomes up here and behind the velvet rope and you got to pay a lot of money. And we tried that and it works to an extent, but it wasn't evolving. So it wasn't the right way. So I realized as much as I want to hide, there's no hiding. My name is on this business. It is out there. It's funny. It's like I'm in a room full of people with, with a jacket over my head thinking I'm hiding when reality, the only thing I'm doing is covering my face. There's no hiding. I'm already out there. You're already out there. So the truth is I need to remove that barrier between me and my audience. And the way I'm doing that is more posting on social media, more stories, more reels, more lives. And then the challenge I had in the past is I would do these lives and I'd be like, nobody's there. And I'm like, oh my God. So I started to operate under this belief that if no one's there, it's not worth my time. And I was like, wait a second. If one person's there, I'd rather have 500 or 5,000, but if I only have one person on that live and that makes a difference, well, that's what I'm doing. It's going to pay off. Why? Because I choose to live in a reality where the work that I do pays off and whose success is not dependent on the amount of people I have watching it. Because I was starting to feel resistance about doing those Instagram lives because, oh, they're not going to be here. They're not going to be here. Is it, is it worth my time? That was the wrong question. I didn't like that. And it was getting crappy results. So then I shift to an alignment of, hey, when I communicate with my audience using different tools, what are the best tools to use? I can ask my team. I can ask my team. Even if you ask my team, the best answers come from me. Why? Because it's my business. It's Jason Dree's coaching. It's my authentic journey. I know the answer. Everyone else is trying to help me. And prior to this recent month or two, I've been leaning on everyone else too much instead of leading the way I should be because I was afraid of leading and afraid of being seen. Realizing all those fears are artificial was like so liberating because, you know, it's not going, I'm not hiding. I'm already out there. I know what to do. And when I started to lean into what to do and remove the steps and the pieces between me and the audience, the connection feels tighter and I can throw this out there and I can throw that out there and I could feel it just literally in two days. And I'm like, how do I get my audience to communicate with me? And I started thinking this. So I'm like, I'm posting. Why is nobody responding? I'm like, how does I get my audience to communicate with me? I'm like, I need to communicate with them. Bingo. So I start going to some people I know and I just start responding to some of their posts. Hey, that's great. I like that. And literally conversations to start. I already like there's so many people out there that have wanted to connect to me, but I've just been shut down out of fear, out of scarcity for being seen and not liked. But the truth is, I like me. You may like me or you may not. You want to know the funny thing is my, my interesting practice I've been using to practice rejection. Part of my ability to connect with people and part of my ability to read people and just really coach at the level of intuitive nature that I do is my openness to other people and their emotions, their feelings, their thoughts comes with that being seen and, and on the desire to be liked is like a massive part of that. So fear of rejection is always wrapped into that. So that's when I was like, in the morning I run. Well, I'm almost running. 
walk running. I'm, I'm almost back to running the whole thing. I'm about 60% running now in my like two and a half mile loop. And when I go, I'm passing people all the time. There's some construction workers working over here on a pipe project and there's, you know, and what I, and people drive by. So I'll usually pass probably 10 to 15 people or cars on that loop. And what I decided to do is in the past, I would like say hi to people. Ever do this? You're walking and you're like, should I say hi to that person? Um, are they going to say hi back? And like, you don't say hi because you don't think they're going to say hi back or you feel bad when they don't. The funny place is like when you're boating, you're like, yeah, hey guys, let's say hi. When you're boating, most people say hi. But the ones that don't, you're like, hey, aren't you having fun? So like when you say, people don't say hi back to you, do you feel rejected? So that's my daily practice of like, literally I'm walking around and everybody I pass, I wave to every single one. If they're driving this way and I can't even see them and pass me, I wave anyway. And it gives me the opportunity to notice if I feel rejection in that moment. And if I do, I breathe through it and process and integrate it because what's actually happening right now is my, my alignment with my systems and authenticity. And when you dial into your emotions and your authentic path, your knowledge comes through, the wisdom comes through, you know, everything you need is inside you. And when you own that, boom, it like magically starts to shift. And you know something, while I'm excited about success and I'm excited about growth, I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a rush. And I talked about this, I believe on the previous episode, I'm not in a rush because I have chose to create another lightning bolt moment in my life. The first lightning bolt moment in my life was when my coach asked me 12 years ago, 10 years ago, have you ever thought about becoming a coach? That was the first one. My second light bolt moment, this is like a life altering moment, happened about a week ago when I decided that I am gonna master communicating with my audience. I am not gonna stop until I fucking master communication with my audience because I know that the years and years of financial struggle I've had will disappear forever if I know how to communicate with my audience. So I'm gonna become a master. There's no reason that I'm sitting here with 14,000 Instagram followers. I should be at 200,000. This content is that powerful. But if the content's powerful, that's not enough. You have to be open, you have to be aligned. And the reason I, didn't ha I don't have the 150, 200,000 Instagram followers right now, because the process of not having those followers is creating this growth in me that's gonna turn me into the version of me that has 250 or a million followers. Am I gonna have a million Instagram followers eventually? Absolutely. Am I in a rush? No. Your lack of progress is there specifically as a lesson to guide you into the growth that's needed to become who you're supposed to be. And the funny thing about becoming who you're supposed to be isn't about becoming this version that's greater than you. It's not that way. It's becoming the version, the authentic version of you that's already inside you. Can you feel that authentic version of you rising up right now? Do you like these words that I'm saying? Does this work for you? Well, then take some action. Dive into authenticity. I hope this helps. This has been therapeutic for me. <laughs> I hope it's been powerful for you. Thanks for watching the Do the Impossible podcast. I'm Jason Dries. Join me next week as we continue this evolution of me and you. If you want more of this, join me at the Monday Mindset Reset Call.com. You can also join me in the Mindset Academy, and we also do coaching too. 
It'll change your life. It changed mine. Have an amazing day. Bye-bye. To learn more or to get help implementing any of this, visit jasondreescoaching.com.